Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's an honor and a privilege. Yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold of franchise, better known as the Showstopper. And with me as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family, me familia. Introducing, first up, the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling. Joe knows everything, the flawless phenomenon, flawless Joey V. And across the way, as always, we got the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, Pin That Ass Down K. Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kimbro. Join the evolution of the revolution of professional wrestling podcast, and that's the bottom line. It's about to go down. We here at the Generation of Wrestling want to thank all of our sponsors. Without you guys, this show wouldn't be possible. And uh, yeah, thank you to the fans. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the uh, to the people who make this happen. The sponsors behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, I got another message for you, baby. Now, can you dig it? And you know what that means? Yo. Oh, that's good. All right, all right, all right. What's good, Pimpins? Not much, you know. I had to open up a, a little champion of red wine. What you sipping on over there, man? Red wine, red blend. Ah, okay, okay. I call All right, man. Flawless uh, champion. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm about to sue Lake Cool because I was watching like a video or something, and I heard them say flawless, and I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> Like I'm still waiting on my money for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you tripping? <laughs> All right, man. Y'all ready to knock this uh, this uh, NXT on out of the way? Oh yeah, this stupid ass show. All right, let's go. Three, two. First and foremost, hold on. Hold up. We ain't even gonna start off like that. Hold on. First of all, NXT ain't a stupid show. Not disrespect NEC. Now, if you, you just said SmackDown on the Raw, I wouldn't okay, have said I, like no. I, I do respect AEW. Okay. No, 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 no. I respect AEW. I'm going to still call it how I see it. Now, okay. if you was talking shit about SmackDown, I wouldn't have said nothing. But if you're talking about NXT now, if you're talking about the one thing that is proper wrestling, don't don't be disrespectful. I only said that to get you rolling. Okay? Don't, don't be because, disrespectful. Because I have a lot to say about NXT this week. I didn't think it was stupid, okay? But I thought there was some hits and misses on that show. Oh, I did too. And let's get into it. Yeah. Let's, well, let's get into it. it. Let me get let me get this intro popping. Let's come on. Five, four, three. Ten, nine. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper. And with me as always, they got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family, me familia. First up. We got the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V, how you doing? <laughs> Next up, we got the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, aka Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, easy. Better known as Tuco Kimbro. How you doing? What up? What up, man? Let's go. All right, man. Well, let's not waste no time. K Breezy, man, lead us off with the NXT review show. Yeah. Oh, I'm leading off? Oh, mm-hmm, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. It's, it's your show. Let's go. Uh, I didn't know. You're you got to give me a second. NXT, M-C-H. I mean, Whatever. A-C-H. Whatever. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I figure, you know, I go ahead and be the sacrificial lamb for this bullshit called SmackDown. <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm a little upset Teddy, not, Hart. Hey. Teddy Hart's not a part of MLW no more. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. And Alberto Del Rio lost. <laughs> Got his ass Molly Watt. Yeah, there was a stipulation too in the match too. Uh if if uh Alberto Del Rio lasted past the first round, he would get Tito Ortiz's UFC belt. And if Alberto didn't, Ortiz would get Alberto's WWE championship, the John Cena one, you know, the one that doesn't spin and just sits there. I was I was I was wondering why they kept having the damn promotional pictures with Alberto with the damn mm-hmm. WWE mm-hmm. championship. 
Yep, and uh, Chavo Guerrero was in his corner. And the fight lasted only three minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I read about it and I heard about it. And I was like, oh, I watched it today, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, why are you doing this, Alberto? So, 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 so let me ask you, what was worse, the Alberto fight or either one of CM Punk's fights? Uh, CM Punk, because the one fight, he lasted all three rounds. And the other fight, he lasted, like, you know, a couple minutes. But Alberto, oh, my God. So the last time Alberto fought in MMA, he fought this guy named Mirko Krokop. And Mirko Krokop was Croatian heavyweight. And his left high, high kick was hospital. Right high kick was cemetery. And <laughs> Alberto Del Rio wore a mask when he fought, okay? Which is crazy. Well, Mirko Krokop hit him with one of those uh, high kicks. And Del Rio was bleeding through the mask. Go figure. After he got knocked out. <laughs> Hell nah. Hell nah. So, um, <clears throat> all right. Whew, I had to take advantage there. Had to finish off my food. All right. Um, so, before we kick off this show, uh, Flawless, you had some uh, uh, interesting article that you read about Vince McMahon and the way he's doing business. And I wanted to hear from you on what that was because I haven't read it. Uh, franchise read it, but I haven't. And I want to hear what's going on. So, why don't you go ahead and start off with that, man? Okay. So, they're wondering why, like, okay, so Vince, they're wondering why, like, Vince is not, why WWE's not announcing matches for TLC yet. And Vince is only going to do that the week of the show. And that's because he wants new subscribers for the network. He's not worried about pay-per-view buys these days. He's worried about network subscribers. So leading up to TLC Royal Rumble, he's only going to announce the matches the Monday before the show. Monday or Friday before the show. <laughs> so here, 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 here I, I somewhat understand the logic. However, it's it's it, it to me, and I'm not in the boardroom. I'm not, you know, I don't I don't know the data or the analytics of it. But as a fan of the product, to me, it's that's stupid because the build is what gets me interested into the match. You get what I'm saying? If I don't know who's on the card. I'm not going to watch it like TLC. I don't know what the card is, but the few matches I do know that's on the card, I don't want to watch the pay-per-view, and I'm probably not. So <laughs> The main event is be that damn match Flawless has been talking about, man, for weeks. It's, it's a TLC that's match, what the main but, yeah, be. but yeah, it might be a dog collar. And you got Bray White versus The Miz. That's a fiend for Bray. And, and here's the thing. Like, if Roman Reigns, which I'm, well, you guys pretty much confirmed it, so, I mean, I guess there's no if. Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, unless it gets changed. If that's going to be the main event of TLC, I'm definitely not watching that shit. I'm not going to sit up here and watch a whole pay-per-view knowing that that's going to be the end of my experience. Now, if I do watch the TLC, the only reason will be because The Fiend is a wrestling and I want to see how they do Bray White. But other than that, I'm not going to waste my time watching the whole pay-per-view just to see that one party. I'll tell you this, you cannot do this with your big four pay-per-views. You could do this with your little mini, you know, stupid pay-per-views between the big four. But if you build the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania this way, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know what? You know what? I, the Royal Rumble, fuck that. That ain't going to work. I will say, because WrestleMania is WrestleMania, you might get away with it just because people are going to tune in regardless because you know you'll get some type of surprise. Mm, no. You don't think so? <laughs> You'll get you'll get the you'll get the loyal supporters, but I, I don't know how many people like it's already tough enough watching WrestleMania when you do know what the roster is. And so or what the matches are. Now you now you don't want to tell me what the matches are and you okay. want me to sit here and you want me to sit through four or five hours of this? Oh hell no. You know okay. it's not four or five hours, man. It's more like six or six. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. You want me to watch through twelve hours of wrestling? No, I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Not that you you break it down like that, I guess I didn't really think about it. I forgot they got like a fucking 10-year pre-show. Okay, yeah, yeah. From five to about 12, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Sorry, Vince. This is stupid. 
yeah, I did. I mean, I can't see now. Okay, maybe there is a way it can work, and here's the only way that I think it could work, and that means you have to build up some type of story. I mean, because mm-hmm. okay, if you build up, a, okay, if, you, if you're going to build up a story of certain wrestlers fighting, then we can kind of predict. Okay, maybe we'll see a big match between them at the pay per view. Like, if it's just two random people, maybe not. But if it's a championship, like I can see them building for the next couple of weeks somebody to be fighting Ray. We can pretty much guess it'll probably be like a fatal four way or something. It'll be uh, Ray and Orton and Drew and and Styles. I'm already calling it. If that's yeah. the case, I'm calling that right now. So I can see a fatal four way for the United States Championship right there. Well, he is facing Styles on Monday Night Raw for the title. He's facing Styles for the title, but with Orton and and Drew, with with everything that happened last week, I'm booking it. Book it. It, One of those two things are going to happen, but Fatal 4-Way, I'm going to go with that. Um, Yeah, they have to build a good story. (laughs) I think that's the only way it could possibly work. I'm still not on board with it, but uh, you you have to build something to where it's like okay, they haven't announced what the match is yet. What's the match? What are they going to do? What are they going to have? Maybe that'll bring some intrigue. But if you but whatever it is you present, if you if you don't if you present it late and it doesn't go well, it doesn't go over well, then you can't change it. Or if you do change it, it's like you had no time to change it. Like you you tried to be on the fly, and that may not work. You know, because you may make it something worse. Mm. Well, actually, I was just going to say that. So do you think that this is their way of kind of, you know, uh, I guess covering their ass in a way because they do change things so last minute? You know, we just had a pay-per-view where, you know, I can't remember what match. I think it was like a women's match that's supposed to come up on the pre-show. And then the next thing you know, the damn New Day came out. Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it was the women's, uh, Battle. The women's elimination match was supposed yeah. to be on the pre-show. Yeah. So, so do you think by them not announcing, it kind of allows them to kind of, if they did go do a Vince McMahon two minutes before show change, that you wouldn't know that it happened anyway because it was never announced? But, I mean, it's not going to be announced the day of the show. He's like, so, like, if Raw's matches are on TLC, they're going to announce it that Monday. So, so uh, uh, hold on, TLC is next week, okay? Yeah. Next Sunday. Yep. So tomorrow they will announce, I think, Raw's matches. Okay. And then do and then do SmackDown on Friday. Yes. But wouldn't it be smarter to do theirs the week before? That way you have that week to build to the pay per view. So that way that 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 preview that next Friday, right before the pay per view, Mm -hmm. you can do your go home show because you're you're literally the go home show Mm -hmm. to the pay per view. I like agree just, with that. That, that, that just, okay, okay. And it doesn't okay. help that Survivor Series and uh, TLC is like three weeks apart. <laughs> it's like, well, I, 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 well I, got, I, I got another question for you guys then because this is what I used to do, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people used to do this um, before I officially subscribed to the network. I literally only subscribed to the network at one point in time during the big four pay-per-views. But literally, as soon as that pay-per-view was over, I unsubscribed. So I didn't end up paying. So, what is the end goal here for Vince for those people that, okay, you focus on uh, signups or whatever, but for the people like me at one point in time who signed up and then signed right back out after the big four, where is the end game for you in that? I I think it makes him I think it brings a realization where um he'll see that that won't work and he'll have to change uh because <laughs> if people are doing that if you did that then I'm sure other people are doing that and nobody wants to I mean there's only so much of that content people are going to watch like maybe okay so the free subscriber gets 30 free days. So let's say out of the first 15 days, let's say you watch maybe half the stuff that's on there that you were really interested in. You know, some of the WCW, WCW, uh, WCW stuff, some of the uh, pay-per-view, some of the, the shows that they do, the podcast and all that little stuff. Let's say you watch all that. You watch a couple of 
NXT takeovers or whatever. And then, you know, uh, depending on what what's going on in that month, you know, you might be able to catch a a, a, a pay-per-view and a takeover, you know, and you might, you might luck up. But let's say you do all that and then, okay, 15, you know, you still got 15 days. And then you decide to cancel out because you don't really care for what's coming up next because what's coming up next ain't nothing. I think that trend will force him to have to change the, the, the product and basically make people want to get it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm tr- no, I'm looking at, I'm trying to, cause you know how, you know, we talk about like how AEW like builds, you know, they have time to build a program, which we love. And I was trying to, and I was looking up online to see their pay per view buy rates. You know, okay, what are their buy rates? You know, estimated. And man, let me tell you, man, full gear buy rate was uh was around a hundred thousand mark okay mm. now a ecw's best pay-per-view ever did a hundred did ninety nine thousand. so outside of mm. wwe and wcw AEW has the biggest ppv buy rates and uh, all in before you know the one that sold out in uh i think uh in four minutes did an estimated a hundred and fifteen thousand buy rates and that was the biggest buy rate for for, for 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 a promotion that was not on TV. And then, mm. and then you also got to uh, realize this too. You know, that's just the recorded data. That's not even including, you know, people that do the, you know, the, the free streams and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that that have other means of watching the product. So, I mean, if you're doing 110,000 just like that, and, and this is why... Okay, this is kind of where I've been stuck, and I think you guys could either agree or, you know, maybe offer a different perspective. But I feel like ever since WWE went from traditional pay-per-view to relying on the network, I feel like that's really when you really see the the quality of the pay-per-views really just diminish. I I feel like back when you had to pay $49.99, $59.99 for WrestleMania, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when you actually had to pay for the product, like AEW, you had great pay-per-views. And now it's it basically these, these pay-per-views now with WWE outside of the big four, they just feel like glorified SmackDowns and Raws. And now am I wrong in my assessment? Or, you know, how do you guys feel about what I just said? Um, go ahead, flawless. Because after you, I'm, I'm gonna go and then we can get into NXT. I'm sorry. What did he say again? <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. I said the, okay. The quote, um, the okay. Well, okay. I, I, I'll go then since he didn't hear. Look, the the um the problem for me isn't the buys. It's the product. It's it's you have way too much talent that you're not putting out and that's the reason for that uh that decline is because i mean you think about it man if we actually got good promos with all the talent that wwe has if if wwe was flourishing the way that it did in the attitude era at least as far as talent and and they got the talent you know they got guys that can that can that can go out there and do what they need to do and get over uh but we don't never see those guys win. We don't never see the Samoa Joes, the Drew McIntyre. We don't never see none of these guys that we that one are over with the fans that are more than qualified to be the top guy, and we never see them get over. And that's the that's the reason we we've been conditioned to just the one or two big name people always being on top, and then everyone else is just everyone else. And that, that's the reason why I said, do we need to, do WWE need to consider doing a league? You know, and I, and I brought that into discussion. And, you know, you got way too much talent to just be still doing your product based on one guy. You were able to do that for 10 years with John Cena because you had no competition. Once your competition changed, you, yeah, you had Austin, but you had The Rock, but you had The Undertaker. You had like four or five guys 
that was doing the damn thing. And then they were doing that with other people. So you, you, you expanded and, and, and it made everything bigger. So I think that's the, the reason for that relapse and, and the decline is because the, the product is watered down. We're getting Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns as what is being considered the top story when we know damn well it shouldn't be. I mean, at least if it is, not in the way that they're telling it. I agree. Did I lose y'all? No, I'm here. No, I'm oh. here. I, 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 wait, I wait and see if Flawless is going to reply. He said, he said, can you hear me now? I agree. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's yeah, so, about this. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, uh, K. Breezy. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead man. I was just, just going to come out of y'all, but go ahead. Oh, no. I, I, I was going to say, hello? Uh-oh, we lost him. Oh, I think we lost him. We, we lost him. Damn, that was nineteen. That was nineteen minutes of good discussion. Man, you know how much editing I've had to do. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, see, hey, see if you can invite him while you're still recording. Yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see. See if you can send him the invite, and then that way we ain't gotta. Hey, hey, <laughs> he was like, he was like, fuck this NXT shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right man so let's go ahead and kick into the nxt man i'll just go ahead right into it you can you know do what you do you know, work your magic uh uh so the show kicked off with marlo coming back um after a nice little week week and a half vacation that he got um you know for other reasons uh the show started off basically with killian dane coming out demanding that he get a match since damian priest wasn't man enough to come out and fight him, even though he's got cracked ribs and he probably would get him broke if he fought uh, Dane. But lo and behold, um, I was kind of hoping it wasn't Pete Dunne. I was kind of hoping maybe Keith Lee would come out, but I guess they're going to say that for something later. Uh, but it was Pete Dunne that came out to fight Killian Dane. I, this was an okay match for me. Um, I've seen them do this dance before. Uh, the, only, the only good thing about it was seeing Dane get the victory. Uh, flawless. I'm gonna go to you with it, man, because I, I know you've been itching to talk about it. Mm-hmm. About the Killian Dane one. Yeah, the Killian Dane versus P. Dunn match. The, the, the star of the show. Uh, yeah, it was not bad. Uh, it was all right in my book. Um, man, uh, I don't know, man. I kind of. Uh, Come on, man. It was all right for me. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Wasn't up to my I mean, standards. They didn't live I'll hold back. Like, I would have loved to no. Priest. Like, they had a good match, but not as good as the ones they've been having. Right. So, it was a little let down for me. Mm. Okay. Okay. Franchise? Um, hmm. I would uh, – it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match, but there's a little bit of uh, fatigue with me and these two. Um, it was cool It was cool the first couple times it happened, but now I'm kind of just like, all right, I'm just kind of ready for this rivalry to be over with. Uh, it's an okay rivalry, but it's just – I don't know, man. To me, they don't click as well as – they don't click well enough for me to want to continue to watch these two specifically. Uh, I would rather see them in different views. But overall, man, it was a good match. Uh, like K. Breezy said, I was uh, I was happy Dane got the win because uh, they've been building Dane to be a monster. So, you know, I mean, you got to give the guy a couple of victories every here and there. Uh, Pete Dunne, same thing. Uh, good match. Good performer. Uh, but... Just him and Dane, I'm not really buying it no more. I, I want them to, you know, expedite this, man, and, uh, you know, move forward. All right, man. Well, so next up. Hold on, hold on. How did you feel Okay, Breezy, how did you feel about the match? The match? It was it was an okay match. Um, like I said, the best thing out of it was, was Dane getting a victory. Uh, it was a cha- change of pace, but like you, um, just a little fatigue from this match. Like I said, I wish it was somebody else, but uh, you know that would have gained Dane a good run for his money. But um, Pete Dunn was good because Pete Dunn has a name, 
so it was good for Dane to get that victory over him. But it just just kind of seen enough of them for the past month. But I understood why they finished it off. So you know, other than that, it, it was it was a good match. It was a good a good at least a good starting opening for the show. Yes, sir. Uh, so like I was saying, uh, sorry, get back to my results here. Next up, we got a. Uh, what do we get here? Oh, we got the undisputed era coming out to the ring. You know, to cut a promo, basically talking uh talking that junk about how they beat Raw, how they beat SmackDown, and then talking about, you know, what happened with uh, the boy, you know, Flawless, the boy, the Prince, coming out and, you know, giving them that, I, I don't want to call it the Pele kick, but it was, um, what was the what was the move? I, what was the move? Help me out, Flawless. Nah, I, I think it was the Pele kick. You, you talking about when he dropped back. Pele, the- that's the Pele yeah. kick. Yeah, Pele kick. Right, okay, that's the Pele kick. Okay, okay, yeah. So he gave him the Cole. He gave uh, Balor gave Cole the Pele kick last week. So, you know, Cole was talking about that, and you know, and, and just you know, getting his one ups on them. And then they were also talking about some of the other guys and Champa and Keith Lee. And then, lo and behold, before we know, we were basking in his glory because the one and only Keith Lee comes out to and and came out and stood in the middle of the ring. He had a back and forth with the undisputed era. I come to you with it, franchise. Um, I like the setup of a possibility of a uh, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, and I like where it went. Uh, how did you feel about it? Well, you know, I'm a fan of the Limitless one, man. You know, and as you said, we bashing in his glory. What I liked about the match uh, – I mean, not the match, excuse me, the promo. Um, well, before I get to that part, when Keith Lee speaks, you know – the way he looks and the voice that comes out of his mouth does not match, but it works. <laughs> um, I like how yeah, they, I, I like how they tease Keith Lee can challenge for anything. He can challenge for the undisputed, not undisputed, excuse me, the North American title. He can challenge, he can challenge Adam Cole, or he can team up with Dominic Dijakovic and possibly you know do the do the tag team championship, and that's what he alluded to. But as far as you go, uh, to Cole. The prospect of Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, I'm here for it. Um, and ever since you know Adam Cole got pounced into the fifth row, uh, I, I, I've been ready for this. I've been looking for it. I'm anticipating it, and uh, I want to see not only Keith Lee get a title match, but you know I want to see that man get the title. And I think Adam Cole win, lose, or draw can make Keith Lee look like an even bigger star. I want to see it. Love the promo. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to bask in this glory, man. Yeah, I loved how Cole, you know, you know, brought it back to how Keith Lee launched him into the crowd. <laughs> that, that, that was, I, I thought that was a little funny, but uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, flawless, man. What was your thoughts on the promo and then uh, and the possibility of the lemonness of uh, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole? Bang, bang. I like, I like it, but I don't know. Like, I think it, they could do a fatal four way match. But you know, but they did announce something later on in the show. But Keith Lee, man, I, t- I got a question, man. Does he sing in his own entrance music? Like, is that him? I think he does. It's okay. not, I thought it was somebody else, but it could be. You never know. Yeah. John Cena rapped in his, so you know, you never know. Yeah, Shawn Michaels singing his, so you know. Right. But you know, I liked it. It was not bad. I mean, Keith Lee is over. You know, he just has that deep, like not deep voice, but the. His voice doesn't match his body. <laughs> like it's weird. Like he, he sounds like an old ass man in a young man's body. <laughs> Very much so. But you know, he's uh it's awesome, man. I mean, I'm excited for what's going on with Keith Lee. He's a big time player. Uh management oh, yeah. loves him because he doesn't complain. He comes in and does his work. Well, I mean, who would complain being on NXT? You're coming out and you're having well, a legit I mean, program. And... Yeah, but before that, you know, like he wasn't, you know. No, you know, I mean, yeah. Like the push, you know. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. When, yeah, because he, he, he did, you know, have that moment where he came out and talked about how he was been there for a year and he hasn't done anything and he wants to know is he waste, being wasted. So, you know, I guess he got the answer to that question because, uh, he ain't he damn show ain't being wasted. He they they they, they damn show cashed in on Keith Lee. And, uh, I ain't mad they did it. 
And really quick, man, I just want to say, I hope they keep Keith Lee on NXT for as long as possible. Keith Lee is one of those guys where, you know, I know Vince McMahon getting that itch. You know, the the, the rumor is he wants Shayna Baszler. I hope with Keith Lee, man, I hope he don't see how much of a gem this guy truly is and try to snatch him up anytime soon. I want to see Keith Lee, man. I think he definitely has the potential to dominate and be the main guy on NXT if they, if they keep pushing him the right way. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I, I hope so, too. And uh, while they were uh, having these exchange of words, uh, Keith Lee went ahead and got his shot in on uh, uh, Adam Cole. And, of course, you know, uh, Strong and, and, and Kyle O'Reilly, they both jumped in and all of a sudden Daddy's Home came out and then uh, Champa came down to the rescue and Undisputed Era ran off without the titles, <laughs> which I thought was funny, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, typical, you know, typical heel runaway, you know, till later on for a six-man match. Uh, but this, uh, I- I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Uh, next up, Sorry for my babbling a little bit. Uh, we got Shayna Baszler versus uh, Zia Lee. Lee. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Zia Lee. Uh, I like her. She, she, yeah, I like I like her. She's uh she's definitely brutal. Uh, and and I say that nicely because uh, <laughs> she 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 can definitely kick your head off, and she's not bad in the ring with her uh, work. She's you know, she's a little rusty, but she she seems to be able to grasp, you know, the WWE style just a little bit. She's still green. She still got a lot of work, and he's, you know, mm-hmm. a lot to work on. But uh, she held her own. Um, I thought it was an okay match. Uh, it wasn't better than AEW. I got to give respect where respect is due. Well, at least not one of them. Uh, there was one match on AEW had that was really just bad. So NXT beat him out on that. But the other match was great. But uh, I digress messing with Flawless. Uh, yeah, th- this was uh, this was this was this was pretty okay, flawless. I'll come to you with it, man. So, you know, uh, how did you feel about the match? It was all right. I mean, Shane is just so dominant, you know, it's kind of hard to like, you know, see Zia Lee, but I did like how Shayna caught her in the rear naked choke, her submission, mm-hmm. like that was nice. But I mean, it's just Shayna being dominant, you know, it's what we expect out of Shayna. Shayna yeah. is kind of like Charlotte on uh, WWE, you know, like on the main roster. Shayna is just going to be Shayna. And Zia Lee put up a little fight, but it was just like a squash match kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did. She she put up more of a fight than I thought she would. Um, and she definitely held her own. Uh, but, you know, she had to sell the arm injury. And like Shayna just being Shayna, she got the best of her. And then, uh, oh, man, excuse me. Uh, then, you know, uh, Next coming up, you know, we got, you know, uh, who was it? The Forgotten Sons coming out. I'm sorry, uh, Franchise. What did you think of the match? I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to even come to you. Sorry. It's been, <laughs> no, a, uh, it's, it's been a few days. I, I'm kind of a little bit off. No, no. It's, it's all good. Uh, it was a good match. You know, uh, like you said, Zylee is still green. Like Flawless said, uh, it, she got a nice amount of offense in. Um, to me, her style – to me, this could just be my personal thought on it, but it reminds me a little, which I like. Um, and I definitely think she got potential. I, I love her look. I love her gimmick. Just now, we, all right, we got to get you more reps in the ring, more reps, more reps, more reps, because I think once she really gets her character and her skill set down, I think, man, she really uh, definitely has a bright future in NXT, and it would definitely be somebody they could build around in the future. And like I said, it was a very believable match. So you know, shout out to her, man. But the queen of space and the Baszler, she's just that chick. So great match uh, for Baszler, especially. All right, for sure. Uh, next up, man, we got the Forgotten Sons versus a, a couple of jobbers. I didn't really catch their names. Don't need to. They beat these dudes down in about I don't know a minute, minute and a half. Uh, then next up after that, uh, I, I think well, I, well, well to hint on the Forgotten Sons, I kind of like them. I want to see more of them. I want them to find something to do. Uh, right now, I think you can be building towards you know building the tag team division on NXT a little bit more. 
Uh, that is the one thing I do see them lacking in a little bit. You have established tag teams. You're not really pushing them. I do want to see them do a little bit more of that. Uh, next up, we got Dakota Kai versus Rhea mm. Ripley. And mm. Dakota comes out first, and then uh, Ripley comes out next. And, you know, Ripley grabs the microphone, and, you know, she talks about, you know, what Dakota did to them at the Survivor Series. And, you know, and it's time for a setup. And, you know, and the setup is now. And the way she delivered it was terrible, just as I did it. So, uh <laughs> We got your girl uh, franchise, and I'll come to you, Mia Yams. She comes yes, back sir. looking like a true hood rat with some jogger pants and some Timberloop boots <laughs> uh, on. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. What, what, what was your thoughts, man, when you seen your girl come back out? Well, you know, you know, speaking of hood right no more, Renato had to acknowledge, you know, the hood rat was in the building. Sorry, uh, Mia Yams, HBIC, the blazing baddie. Uh, <sighs> Man, this is where I kind of got to go in. And I hate to do it because I love me some Mia Yim. I love me some Dakota Kai, too. But with Mia Yim, um, we, we, we spoke on the AEW review. We, uh, we spoke about matches and moves being telegraphed. So we also spoke about being green. Mia Yim, I felt like for her to be in NXT as long as she has, it's no her independent background, her work on the independence. Yeah. The character, she got the character down pat. It's the actual in-ring work, which still needs finessing. Uh, when she did the beat down on Dakota Kai, it's like, first of all, you got them heavy-ass Tim's on. So you're going to have to put a little more effort in your fake kicks. Uh, her kicks just clearly, you can just tell, man, it just, it just looks super fake. Um, the angle, I'm kind of confused on where they're going with the angle because I don't know if it's going to be me and Yim and Dakota Kai or Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. Um, but I, I like I like the potential. The setup could have been better. Uh, but, you know, call a spade a spade, man. It it has a lot left to be desired. Um, and especially like, like with Dakota Kai. Uh She's got a new character. I like the potential of the character change, but once again, man, it's green. So I just need to kind of see it play out a little bit more, and hopefully on the 18th, man, I can get my answer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, folks. I was just going to say, I agree. Like, Dakota Kai, like, it's still new. You know, you're not sure what she's going to do, like, where she's going. Like, is she going to turn into, like, another Bailey, like, on SmackDown? But I was really hoping to see Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. I was a little upset we didn't get that. Yeah. uh, Well, you know, one for one, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to kick somebody in timber, fake kick someone with Timberloo boots on. (laughs) Right, Uh, right, that, that That rubber just don't slide across your face the way it needs to. Uh, so, <laughs> you know that that that's one there that I agree with you about. Um, I am a little disappointed with Mia Yams. Like I honestly, man, she she looked like she really just literally rolled out of bed, overslept, rolled out of bed, threw on some Tims, and said, "Oh shit, I gotta get down and 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 do my spot," <laughs> and literally <laughs> ran in and did her spot. Like she she kind of looked like a hood rat, and I didn't like. I I, I was kind of disappointed in that. Like I know she wears baggy jeans, but. I just didn't like the look that she had uh, on this particular show. Just in the way she moved in the ring, it, it looked like it hindered her a little bit more than you know than it should. And, and the boots were heavy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the numb pants didn't look like they were helping her either. But uh, I, like I said, it, it, it's I, I can see the rivalry being uh, Mia versus Dakota for right now uh-huh. because Ripley's got. You know, she's got base, you know, and, and speaking of Baszler, uh, so Dakota and Mia both, you know, fight to the back and Ripley's still at the ringside. And who do we got? We got the ace of spades with her goonies, the, the other four horsewomen. They're coming down. They jump. They basically just jump Mia. I'm not sorry, not Mia. Ripley uh, in the middle of the ring. And basically Baszler just, you know, she's fired. She's tired of the, of the run around and chasing and all the fighting. You want a title match? I do too. 
So on December 18th, we're going to get the NXT Women's Championship match, the match we've been all saying we want to see, uh, Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. I can't wait. Uh, Flawless, uh, how, how do you feel about that being announced? And what's the what's that background noise? I was just going to say that. That shit loud as fuck. Uh, that's my washer. I need a new washer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you good. But uh, what, what's your thoughts <laughs> on the championship match? I'm excited. I mean, it's all, what we're all looking forward to. I mean, so, you know, it's just... I'm excited. Nothing else I can say, you know. I mean, the match has been building itself, you know, with their promos, with their talking. So I'm right. excited to see where it goes. I'm a little upset they're doing it on, like, the kind of, like, the UK show, like, the first of the world, you know. Like, I wish it would be, like, on, like, a TakeOver special and Royal Rumble. <laughs> You know, well, it's just well they well they're just doing it on the uh, NXT. It's just on NXT. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, yeah, this is this is this is the so this is the same night, and this is why I kind of waited to mention this. So they're doing this championship match the same night that AEW is doing their championship match. So you know because they're both they're both on Wednesdays, and remember, uh, Christmas is that next following Wednesday. So you know, NXT isn't taping anymore. So now that they're not taping shows. No one's live is going to be doing no live wrestling show, you know, other than Tribute to the Troops, which I'm pretty sure would be the only thing that they actually show. Um, but I, 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 I'm excited just because, like you say, th- this is the match we want to see. But uh, because the next takeover isn't until uh, February and uh, I thought it was January right before the Rumble. I thought that's that world collide. I thought the world's collide was yeah, in January. That, that's a world's uh, collide. Yeah, the world's collide is in January, and then the, the takeover is going to be in February. But uh, I, my only issue is I don't know if I see – I don't know if – I only see this one or two ways. Either Ripley's going to win so Bazer gets called up to the main roster for the Rumble, or – Ripley's gonna lose or get or, or she's gonna win, but it's gonna be a DQ and they're gonna set it up for later. Like that's that's I mean that's the obvious, the only two real options I see with that match. Yeah, I agree. I wish they uh Ripley wins, but it's like by like disqualification. But I really want to see a submission match between these two to set it up because I think the setup will be bigger than the first match, you know, if like Ripley gets screwed or something like that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, man. Next up, man. So we got uh, flawless man. Your boy came back. Uh, Cash his own up. Uh, haven't seen this dude in a minute. He looked like he got bigger. Uh, he looked like he's the the grandson of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, he fought Matt Riddle. Uh, this was another match. I've seen this dance before. Even though I haven't seen these two fight in a while, and and don't get me wrong, they they hit each other hard. They 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 knee, they elbowed, they twisted each other's necks, they twisted arms, they 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 did moves on the outside, but it's it didn't feel refreshing. Um, but it was still a good match. I gave it a three. You know, just just being humble, I gave it a three. Uh, Franchise, I'll come to you, man. What did you think of the Cassis Ono versus the Bro? Going back to what we said earlier, man, match fatigue. Um, We've seen this song and dance over and over. But I cannot say nothing bad about Matt Riddle because he's the OG, man, or the OB, the original Bro. I love seeing Matt Riddle in the ring, one of my personal favorites. So because it was Matt and I love his interest, I gave it a pass. Uh, the match wasn't bad. It was hard-hitting, heavy knees, heavy kicks, heavy strikes. But this is not a rivalry I care to see come back. You know, hopefully this is like a one-off. But I, I, I put Matt Riddle with somebody else, man. Killing, I'm not killing Dane. Uh, Cash is Ono. I kind of fell out of favor with him, man, when he was last in NXT, the original NXT, not NXT UK. I'm just not a fan of Ono, man. But um, it was cool. But not really. That's my guy. Damn, you, well, you faded out at the end because yeah. you started muffling. All right, you hear me now? 
Yeah, you good. Okay, my bad. No, I was just saying, uh, long story short, I'm not really a fan of Cassius Ono. Uh, I just stuck around through the match because of Matt Riddle. Uh, but I want to see Matt Riddle feud with somebody else, man. I don't really see uh, a payoff with him and Cassius Ono. Like, I don't think that's going to lead to nothing special for neither one, especially Matt Riddle. Okay. Uh, go ahead, I, friend. Yeah, I agree. Go I would love to see Matt Riddle versus Damian Priest. I think that would be a good match. Uh, uh, so I'm going to start on Ono. So Ono is a shell of himself, okay? If anybody that knows Cassius Ono, he was formerly known as Chris Hero in ROH, and he was a tag team champion with Claudio Castanelli, which is Cesaro. And those two were freaking phenomenal as a tag team. I mean, the top, like, probably the top of the business when those two were tag team champions in ROH. Then, you know, uh, Cesaro comes to WWE, and then Chris Hero comes to WWE and NXT. And Hero, well, CM Punk's original idea for the Shield was to have Hero in the Shield instead of Roman Reigns. That was CM Punk's idea to bring the Shield up and have Ono as Roman Reigns' replacement. Because, you know, Punk and him are really close from the ROH days. Right. But Cassius Ono, I mean, if you watch him as Chris Hill, you know, he was skinnier, more athletic, more fit. Now, you know, it looks like he ate Cassius Ono. You know who it reminds me of? I was watching this movie the other day. Remember Wolverine? When Wolverine goes to the boxing gym and he sees the boxer? <laughs> the blob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the blob. Like, call me blob. No, I said Bob, you know, like, it reminds me of Ono right now. Like, Ono's just a shell of himself. And it's kind of reminds me of a. Uh, I'll give you a good. Oh uh, man, uh, 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 Bob, who was James Storm's own partner, Chris Harris in TNA. Remember how Chris mm. Harris was awesome. Then he came to WWE yeah. as Braden Walker, and you know he was like big and fat. You're like, what the hell? You know that's right. what Ono is right now. He's just a shell of himself, and it's like tough to watch it because I've seen him in ROH do some phenomenal things when he was fit and you know having this run. Now it's just like. Ugh. God, this is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely was that. Uh, next up, man, we got the Japanese Marty McFly. Kushida back in action after a fractured wrist that he suffered against a, a pretty good match he had with Walter about two, uh, about two and a half months ago. And he came back to fight a rule was that Raul Mendez. But then little did Raul know. And there was a little creepy little bastard right behind him who just jumped high as hell and landed right on this dude's shoulders. Like, I don't know. It, it caught me off guard. I liked it because I didn't see dude coming out of nowhere. I just seen dude turn around and kind of do his little interest thing. And all of a sudden, here come this hairy looking dude. And he just it, it, and he just stepped on Camden Grimes. Yeah, I, well, I knew it was Camden Grimes, but uh, it, it was just the way he came down on him. Like, it was it was nice. I, I liked it. Uh and the match that they had was actually pretty good. It, you know, I wouldn't say it was matching the night, but it was a good return match for uh, Kushida. Uh, franchise, uh, no, Flawless, I'll come to you. I'll come to you, Flawless. Uh, what did you think of the match, and were you excited to see Kushida back in action? I was excited to see Kushida, but I feel like they're going to do Kushida like they did Hideo, uh, Hideo Atami. You know, I feel he's going to get that same kind of treatment, which is sad because Kushida's awesome. But, you know, WWE with Japanese wrestlers, you know, it's not really, you know, their forte, you know. But, uh, I mean, and Cameron Grimes, I'm not high on him, but he did have a good match. What was it with Riddle when they when he did, like, the flip slam, you know, the flip cross oh, yeah. body? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, he does some spots that are good, but I'm not a fan of him itself. But, I mean, these are two guys that, like, the. Like, it's weird because, like, one minute they're pushing Cameron Grimes. Like, he's beating all these jobbers, beating these guys, and then the next minute he loses. You know, you, you know, you haven't seen him in a few, you know, weeks. And then Kushida comes back and they're fighting. It was a not bad match, but it wasn't great. But I'm not sure what they do with these two going from here. I hope they push Kushida because him and Walter had a great match in NXT UK. A good match. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, and Kushida, you know, can go. Kushida can wrestle. I'd love to see Kushida versus uh, Prince. I think oh. that would be a hell of a match. You know, but, I mean, I just don't trust WWE's booking of Kushida. I I have faith in NXT. 
If this was main roster, I would agree with you 100%. No doubt about it. But I, I'll continue to say I have faith in Triple H with NXT uh, that they'll figure out what they want to do with Kushida because clearly he was on. I mean, he was on a roll. I mean, he was he was one of the top guys that they were pushing. Uh, like you say, that match he had with Walter was a good match. So, you know, it just unfortunately he got hurt. But, you know, he he looked it good during the match. So um, I, I, I tr- I'll trust that they will have something, you know, they'll have something for him. But it's just his first time back. You know, let him get his feet wet again. Make sure he's healthy. Make sure the wrist is good. And then we'll get him back out there. Okay. All right, man. Next up, match of the night. Oh, no, I'm, you no, I'm sorry. Not match of the night. Ma- uh, what about uh, franchise? Main event. franchise? What about franchise? I thought, oh, then, oh, my, man. All right. I'm, yeah, my bad, man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I got you. I got you. Hey, hey, this episode, I feel like the red hair step. <laughs> Hey man, man, I got you. I got you, man. I got you. Uh, I, I appreciate you, big brother. Um, I'm gonna make this quick because uh, I really didn't care for the match. Um, it, I, it maybe it's me, and I, and I think it's me. I'm not a fan of Kushida's Marty McFly character, and. I think that's what turns me off about, you know, him as a whole. In the ring, my eyes are like, dude can wrestle. But I'm just not a – I just hate the character so much. I don't really care for his matches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the dude I – mean, let, let me just say what pisses me off, okay? And this is petty. I feel like Vince McMahon. The dude comes out in shorts. A fucking bubble coat fest and long sleeves, <laughs> and with fucking you know, with fucking ski goggles on, like <laughs> like my. You know who you, you know who he is? Who? He's a Japanese Brian Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, pick a struggle. Are you hot? Or are you fucking cold, bro? Like, which one, like which one is it? Are you going to the beach or are you on a fucking ski slope? <laughs> He's Marty McFly, man. That's the character, but that's. And that's big over in Japan. Back to the Future is huge hey, over there, hey, man. So hey, we, ain't, we ain't in Japan no more. <laughs> but even for here, man, like I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess it, it works for me because I'm a Back to the Future fan. That was that was one of my favorite movies of all time, and man, I watched all the Japanese <laughs> No, man, he's no. Come on, y'all disrespecting the man. He's way better than that. Come on now, he's way better than that. I, I, I love his ring work, but man, his attire man needs to go, man. <laughs> It's like I, I I didn't think you can get any worse than the John Cena George and my dude Kushida has has, has been. no ain't nothing worse than hey, Shorty man, G. He's, okay, he's gonna come out. Okay, he's gonna come out. He's gonna come out looking like what Rikishi next week. Hey Shorty G with them fucking CYO basketball jerseys. <laughs> no, it ain't nothing worse than Shorty yeah. G. Like yeah, it's a little off, but. His, I, it, it, I don't really care for, like you say, like I, I agree with you, Flawless. I don't really care too much for the gimmick. His in-ring work is what I care about, yeah. and he can go, and I, I'll watch him wrestle all day. That's not a problem. But, yeah, the, the gimmick, could, it, it, it get, it's over. It's his gimmick. It, you know, he's a, you know, what is the, what is the, the what, what's the what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, he remind me of Emmy <laughs> what's the knock on people that you know what, what's the knock on people you know when when you say you know black people love chicken well you know foreign people love nostalgia you know they love you know not just anybody you know any anybody from india or japan or anywhere they love the 80s and the early 90s that was the you know that's the big thing for them you know that's the cop the, the pop culture thing that's that resonates for years because they they appreciate it more than we ever thought. So I, I get where the character comes from, but you know, hey, I I'm a Marty McFly fan, so I'm gonna defend it. You know, I'm I'll be the nutcase. That's cool. You know, I usually uh, I will say this, man. His uh, okay, you know, WWE is all about entertainment, not the wrestling. You know, right? I'll tell you where this gimmick would work. It would work in uh three letters AEW. You know, like, look at Joey Janela, Like, what he comes out to, it works. You know? But, like, Yoshida mm-hmm. would work in AEW with a match with Ray Phoenix. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful, man. All right, I'm just man. saying, man. I'm just going to throw wrestlers out there to fight Red Phoenix, and it's going to be a five-star match. <laughs> and, and it probably will, and it will be with those two. All right, man. Next up, man, we got the six-man match. Uh, Undisputed Era versus uh, Keith Lee, Dominic Dachikovich, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, 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 I want to talk about Balor's promo in the back. Oh, before the match? Yeah, oh, bro, go ahead. that promo was, you know, we were saying, like, how Cody and Jericho are one and two. Balor's the third one right now because his promo says the Prince, how he's like, you all are playing checkers. I'm playing chess, checkmate. I'm like, oh, that boy's just cold right there. I mean, man, him as the Prince are cutting these promos that are, like, ridiculously nasty. And I'm like, oh. Dude, where where was this prince, you know, when he was up at the main you know roster, what? you know? He was just smiling, Finn, you know, now he's just oh, serious. You know, what? I think he only became the prince so he can get tattoos. Every single week since he became the prince, he got more and more tattoos. <laughs> I like But he was the prince in Japan. That that's what That is great. true. That is true cuz originally he was uh and wasn't he also well, yeah, in the yeah, in the Bullet Club, yeah, the prince, you right? Yeah, he's the one who yeah. started the Bullet yeah, Club. Yeah, I pressed it. Him, the Bucks, Omega. One, the, hey, did Tomatango come in later, or he was one of the original? Uh, he was, yeah, he came in a little bit later. Gotcha, gotcha. But when Ballard left, uh, AJ came in, and then AJ left. Cody came in. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's not a bad three. You know, people to you know succeed one after another. Uh, Cole, you know, Balor, Styles, and then uh, Cody, you know, that's not a that's not a bad little uh, trio right there, because uh, you can see what it did for them uh, after they uh, left the group. Um, but next, moving on, next, uh, like I say, great promo, loved it. Uh, but next up, like I say, was Undisputed versus uh, basically the, the same team from War Games. Um, you know, this was a this was a pretty basic six man tag. It was a good it was a good match. It was just a you know typical six man tag. They hit good spots. Uh, Balor comes out. He kicks. Uh, he does a suicide kick to uh, Cole in the back, and of course that knocks everybody down from off the top rope and then in, in the uh, corner. Uh, he gets ready to do uh, the sling blade on Cole, and then your boy Keith Lee just pops up out of nowhere. Just like I mean, like where was you creeping at, man? How does how does this big three hundred pound dude just move around and no one notices him climbing up? Uh, and I just like the way Balor was sitting there, like he was getting ready to do something, and just kind of noticed this shadow just over him. And then Keith Lee grabs him by the neck and basically gives him the power bomb in the middle of the ring. You know, uh, uh, Balor tried to go for the sling blade, but it didn't work, and he got the power bomb. And then uh, Adam Cole tried to take advantage, that didn't work. Keith Lee puts him in a jackhammer. Gets the one, two, three, bass in the glory, limitless. Keith Lee, Champa, Dominic, victories over uh, Undisputed Era. And before I get to you guys and your opinion, and we'll finish this out, William Regal comes out, okay? And and this kind of harks back on what we were talking about earlier. Uh, he comes out and he says he knows what's going to happen. He knows what he wants to do. And on the 18th, we're going to get it. Another championship match. NXT champion Adam Cole will defend his championship against one of three men. And next week on NXT, we're going to get Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Keith Lee for a number one to contenders match. I'm going to shoot it to you, Flawless. What's your thought? All right. So the match itself, I agree. Basic, okay? Not the best match, you know, that they've had, but it was not bad. Uh, basic. Right. Uh Man, I'll say this. When Balor came in, when he was standing in the corner, and then when Keith Lee popped up, it reminded me of the scene in Jurassic Park where the dude's going to shoot the Velociraptor, and the other raptor just comes from the side, you know, and stares at him and about to pounce on him. <laughs> like, Keith Lee just looked at him. But, man, when he hit him with that power bomb, man, Balor bounced up, like, so. Like, man, like, Keith Lee slams him with that power bomb. You see Balor just bounce. But Keith Lee's finisher, man, I don't know if you call it a jackhammer. It's more like a, uh, an F5. Well, no, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to call it attitude adjustment because screw that name. It's the FU into the splash. Okay. okay. So it's kind of like a, a Death Valley driver into a splash, but like an attitude adjustment into a splash. 
you know, which I like. It works for him. You know, it's awesome. I like how he got the pin on Cole, you right. know, because they were talking about it earlier. I like the match. Man, I'll tell you this, December 18th is gearing up for a big show with both of them. I wonder what he, I know he has the Jericho. Oh, oh, never mind, never mind. I know what they got next week because they got the Jericho versus Jungle Boy. And you also got the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz in a Texas, like, death match. Or no, 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 street, no, no, Texas no, no, street fight. Ah, you get, you get, that's two weeks. That's in two weeks because the 18th is in two weeks. No, no, no. And next week, next week is the Young Bucks versus Ortiz in uh, Santana. But in two weeks, it'll be Jungle Boy versus uh, Jericho, and that's oh, the yeah. same oh, night. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So that and that'll be the same night. Cole will fight whoever yeah, wins yeah. the triple threat, and then Baszler will fight uh, Ripley for yeah. the women's championships. Okay, okay. So I wonder if AEW's AEW's gonna counter that with another match to go. Well, they got to because yeah, you got yeah, this triple yeah. threat match that you you're gonna have, and then you also got Mia Yim versus Dakota Kai. We're actually gonna get a legit match out of that. I'm not going to say that's going to be match of the night because, you know, after what we just said about them tonight. But uh, you also got the Cruiserweight Championship match next week. So they've got a couple of matches already announced. Something else may come along the line. And then AEW for right now, uh, the only thing that they've advertised that I saw was that the Young Bucks versus Ortiz and Santana. And I believe um, – uh, who's I, I can't think of what the other match was. Um, I, don't, I, yeah, I can't think of what the other match was, but I'm sure there's something else that they got on the card. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure they're they have some big planning for the 18th to counter NXT, also. And right. we'll hear about that this coming Wednesday, but you know, it should be a tag. Well, yeah. it's the only other belt you got outside yeah. of the women's. Yeah. You, you get they got to put the women and the tag team or one, one or the other, but most definitely, yeah. I would say yeah. tag team, yeah. Um, but, you know, the ending of the show, I liked it. You know, Regal announces Balor versus Tam versus Lee. It's going to be – I like the match. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's a toss-up who wins that match. You can go either way. You can, like, close your eyes and just pick a wrestler, and it's not going to be a bad choice. So I like it. Mm. Okay. Franchise, mm-hmm. I ain't forget about you. No, it was – like I said, it was a good match. Uh, basic, as you guys have, you know, reiterated already. Now I'm just waiting to see what we do on the 18th. That's what I'm looking forward to. The 18th. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to next week because, you know, we're going to get an exciting triple threat match. AEW is going to have to really, really come through with something, you know, to kind of top that. That's, That's your main event. Like what? What you know? You, you're gonna have to come with something for your main event, or you're gonna have to come with a really good angle uh, to top that. But as far as the rest of the show, you know, it, it's all up in the air. You know, it, there's gonna be some hits and misses. There's gonna be some, you know, some well, good stuff. But, well, speaking of angles in uh, AEW, did you guys hear what happened to NXT UK champion Walter? <laughs> so yeah, apparently, no, <laughs> Walter has been watching one too many AEW videos. Because apparently he was his car, I believe, or his whatever was robbed, and apparently he got his NXT championship stolen, like one Le Champion. <laughs> and then it was funny because Chris wow. Jericho commented, and he was like, "Been there, done that." <laughs> yeah, but Jericho's left his in the limo. Walter got yeah, his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I just thought that was funny. Like, all right, so. I is is I don't know, man. It seems like both of these shows are parodying each other more and more now. Well, okay, I I see. I don't know if I want to take that as them parodying, uh, because you clearly Jericho's was an angle, like that was something he purposely did. The question I have with Walter is, where was he at? Was he over no, no, in Chicago. the UK where no no his no, 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 no it was in Chicago like he they they had it was in Chicago oh well so. then okay okay see that now it's gonna be okay and then, then let me finish my point because if he was in either in if this happened in Chicago or if this happened in the UK then I can see him getting his car broken into okay now so I, therefore I believe that that there there's a good chance you know uh. I, I really do believe. Look, I, I hate to dump on Chicago like that, but you know I'm from Cleveland. Hey, I I know what it is. Uh, I can really believe him his car getting broken into and them taking the title. 
But if it comes out that it was an angle, then okay. But where it was at, I can believe that actually happened. And it just so happened that it actually happened. My thing is, like, damn, bro, you had a title just sitting in the backseat? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it depends on where he was at or what he did. He could have just dropped it. And, you know, he could have just put it back there. It, I, you would have thought they would have covered it up or something. but Maybe Or not somebody might have been watching <laughs> Right, yeah. where that too, and somebody could have been watching. Somebody could have been watching him go to the car and put everything in there, and then walk away to it to go to some party or something, and then waited till he, you know he walked away and and went and got it. So, I, there's a there's a good possibility that might have happened, unless it turns up, you know, whatever. But with Jericho, you know, just hearing the story and then just kind of realizing eh, this seems more like a drunk move than it was a. Somebody, this seemed like this is an angle for Jericho just to just to beat Jericho, and that's what it was. So I'm hoping that's not what this was because Walter's not big enough for something like this. He, he, it one is bad enough you're doing exactly what the other company did, but then you're doing it with a champion that really isn't over with people just yet. Like we know him, we like him, but he's not he's he's not that respected as the champion he is. Outside the UK, so I I hope they didn't do that well. Very much so. Uh, I'll just I want to get into NXT ratings. Uh, so last week, you know, they did eight hundred fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. This week, eight hundred forty five thousand. Damn. So so basically, mm-hmm. so what AW was what eight fifty one? Yep. Okay, so they going neck to neck, and seeing this is I, I told y'all, I told y'all this is 